Camaray. Watching Camaray. Camaray. Oh my. On Camaray. Hello. Music TV. Are you listening to me? So enjoy yourself. This girl is always so singing. Enjoy yourself. Hello. Camaray. Come on. It's time to start the show. Oh. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Camaray, and I'm back with another episode of this podcast, hashtag JTFIO, or just trying to figure it out. If you're new here, make sure you go ahead and subscribe down below to this channel if you're watching on YouTube. Follow me if you're watching on Instagram or Facebook, and download this episode on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or even Podbean. I'm super excited to be back with you guys. The birthday countdown is on about 10 days away, a little under 10 days away, ready to be 30, ready to see what the Lord has for me. All right. So, so glad you guys are here. We're not going to talk long today, um, but we are going to talk about some things, a few deeper things, right? Um, uh, So we're just going to dive right into it. So I was watching the Love Hour podcast and they had on a guest, Kev on stage, Mrs. Kev on stage, or uh, Kevin and Melissa, they had a guest on, and they were discussing um, Christians being able to do all of these things, right? And so I've been following this series, or the podcast, since they revamped it. I wasn't um, following it before, I guess a couple years when they did it, but I have been following it this year since they've revamped it. And... um even saw them live, right? And so they've had a couple discussions up until now about things that I, um, it's made me kind of ponder, pontificate about certain things that I was told growing up in the church and how I feel about it and what that means about how I am today and how I participate in my marriage. Because as you guys know, if you don't know, I'm a newlywed. So one of the points that they um, always bring up is that, you know, we come up in, um, we come up in our Christian walk and in the church being told, no, no, no about sex. Wait until you're married. And it's really not even a message about waiting until you're in love. It's about waiting until you're married with your husband. You're supposed to have children. Um, you don't you just you just hold your V card for him and that's it. Right. And it's always about them taking it. It's never about like you giving it. It's always about them taking your virginity, the male. Right. And uh, let me see. And then anytime you fornicate, like it's a whole word, anytime you fornicate, it's seen as a sin, you're backsliding, you need to get forgiveness, you could potentially get pregnant, get STDs, all these things, which are true. But the way that it's told to you, the rhetoric is kind of like to scare you out of doing it. Um, So much so that this is kind of going to be a series because this kind of dovetails into why I kind of like didn't want kids and why I still don't want kids. But I do think that it's a part of this messaging that I'm still kind of like deciding how I feel about it. Um, So. We were, we were growing up being told that a lot of people had purity rings, a lot of people had entire movements, um, purity cards, abstinent cards, these promise rings to God where, you know, we're, we're not going to have sex, we're not going to become unclean for our husband, we must be untouched for our husband. And technically, these guys, they go out here, they do all this stuff. And um, the women are the ones who actually have like a hymen, right? And you, um, 
you hit that and then the you know the whole thing the whole scientific gushiness of it all right and um so that happens and so we're looked at as the ones who have to keep this thing intact for our husband so that we can remain pure these men don't really have a way of showing that they've um lost their virginity so you hear this messaging coming up you date you have boyfriends you kiss you do all these things right and so then you have some of those that are like well we're doing everything but the actual do so we're still covered right um there's a lot of people that think that or you 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 have the the sex you do the things and um you're like in the dark about it. You're in the closet about it, so to speak. And you feel shame and you're always asking for forgiveness. Um, or, or you remain a virgin until you get married, you get married. And now you don't really know your body. You don't really know, you know, what the, what the male needs. Um, we're just now getting in a conversation where Christians are actually talking about things in the bedroom so that you are a little bit more comfortable about what's going on in there. Um, but we didn't have all these resources. So it was just like, no sex, no sex, no sex, no sex, get married. You get married. Now you're with this man. You don't even know like yourself enough to be out here servicing this man or him servicing you or what you like and all these things. Right. So we're not really here to talk about the act so much as we are to talk about the conversation. I don't have any children. Um, but I am often working with teenagers and preteens and just always seems to be like, uh, a relationship that I have with the younger generation and you know parents are just always instilling in their kids no sex no sex no sex no sex and I just feel like is it really realistic if you set your child up for success and let them know like if this is something that you want to do let it be someone that you're in love with okay you need birth control okay you need condoms don't leave the condoms up to the man don't think that just because the man says he loves you that he shouldn't use a condom you know it's all these talks that pe people just kind of like skim over and we're having to learn it on our own. We're having to put the pieces together and fill in these areas because we're not really told about it because it's already a sin, technically, if that makes sense. What I find interesting is that we're told not to do something so much coming up, right? And then, um, so everyone acts like because we're told not to do it, like it doesn't exist. Like we're not out here being tempted. Like we're not out here doing it. Like it's not out here being the total norm. And so because of that, it's like, there's no really mentor saying you can come to me if you need condoms, you can come to me if you need this, if you need that, they're just going to tell you that the sex is wrong and that's it. And that rhetoric, it needs to die. It needs to be killed. Because then when you get in a marriage, your mindset is like sex is wrong. Now, I wasn't like this, but I've noticed that, um, you know, if I did stay as connected and I was, um, you know, in the church, like all the way up into my marriage and um, super serving and super Christian the way I was when I was like in my early 20s. I probably would have had like some, I probably would have been like a little awkward and uncomfortable with a lot of things in my marriage. Um, and so I don't want to encourage people to be of the world just so that they can understand their body and understand, understand things that are going on um, in their marriage when it comes down to the bedroom. But 
it's just like this whole conversation that Kevin and Melissa are having is so vital and is so important because nobody's having it. No one is having it, letting you know it's okay because it's your husband. Because where do we like draw the line when you finally realize like, oh, this is my husband. So this stuff is okay. The things that I think about this is fine because you're, you grow up, there's like a meme out there. You grow up and your parents are saying, no sex, no sex, no sex. Don't have sex. No, you're going to get pregnant. And then somewhere like around your first few months of marriage, well, we want grandkids. You see what I'm saying? Like people just be backwards. And honestly, it's, it's going to go into my conversation about kids and how I feel because uh, to sit there and say, don't do this for so long you got to think about it. You've been coming up. So technically I've been on this planet 29 years. So about 13 of that, maybe even like 15 of that, I've been hearing no sex. Sex is bad for you. Um, you know, for 15 years and not even just from my family, like in the church, that's like the rhetoric. And so, um, when you get in that dating stage, when you get in that talking stage, when you get in that, um, you're going out in the in the clubs and you're hanging out and you're at parties and you don't have to let nobody know what time you're coming home and it's all up to you when you get in that mode um what are you to do as a christian young adult um unless you're at you know as young adults now we have our own little bible studies we have our own little things where we hang out but you're even still in situations because sometimes the guys in the church be worse than the guys on the outside it's a whole nother topic we'll talk about it but sometimes it be like that so when you're in a situation where you know you guys are kissing you're ready to take it to the next level the the stuff in your mind is that God is going to shame you because of what you're about to do. When there was so much fornication going on in the Bible that it's like, do we fully have the context, which is kind of what I'm learning. Like sometimes the Bible is about perspective. Have you ever seen how some people just switch a scripture to mean something totally different? You ain't never even heard it in that context, but people switch it like that. So a lot of things, just like a lot of quotes, uh, positive quotes, things going on, they are about perspective perspective. Um, so I kind of just wanted to hop on here today and just kind of rap about, you know, sex in the Christian conversation and what that really looks like, what that really means when you guys are sitting down with your children, because kids that believe it or not, they are getting busy a whole lot earlier these days, and they need to be equipped with the right information. Um, if your child is you know, been raised in the church, are they going to know how to handle themselves when a man just comes up and is just like, you know, I love you and all, all this stuff. Are they, are they honestly going to be able to just be like, well, the Lord loves me. And he says, I need to save myself. And is that going to be enough? You need a little bit more context. You need a little bit more to back it up. If I don't understand why I'm doing something, it only it only because my mama told me so. Like that type of thing is just I always used to tell my sisters that. It's no slight against my mom or parents out there, but it's like my mom said it's only gonna carry you so much out there in the world. I'm just telling y'all. I don't know if I got parents listening. I don't know if I got kids listening, but I'm just saying, when you 
are out there doing whatever when you're even going to Walmart and it's midnight or 1230 and you know you should not be out at Walmart this late or you're deciding to pump your gas at 10 at night and it's just you yourself. Your mom has told you things just like, you know, your dad, your aunt, your grandparents, whoever, they have told you things so that when you go out in the world, you know how to handle yourself. But it's up to you what you do with that information. So because of that, as Christians, you know, we're taught over and over and over and over something just like don't lie right so now that I'm grown I just feel so uncomfortable and so convicted if I lie about something which is good because lying is bad but when it's something like sex or flirting or you know doing things with your husband that are supposed to be now appropriate the rhetoric in your mind and this uncomfortability of discussing it in church is still there because you was in children's church you was in church with your parents when you was a teenager. You was going to church as a, a young adult. And I feel like preachers know, like somewhere between the age of 18 and 23, we out here doing stuff and they're still just preaching. Like there's a couple preachers who keep it real, but they're just still preaching like no fornicating, but they're not giving you an alternative. Oh, uh, lay with your Bible. Like, but is that realistic? That's what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> Um, Melissa and her guest, I can't remember her name, but they were discussing like the antiquated ways of thinking, like a lot of the reasons why Christians move the way we do is just to avoid a lot of things at all costs. Like Melissa was saying, cut it off at the past. So a lot of things may not be a sin just as yet but the road leading up to it is like you're gonna get down that road it's gonna be too far you're already gonna gonna go but that's not really realistic because you don't really know like you can't really say what everyone is gonna do you just can't so because of that it's kind of messed up to be telling someone if you do this it's a sin you're going to hell you must repent there has to be more context because in this world, Christians need to be bold and outright and fearless and able to uh, protect and save and, and evangelize against this crazy world. You have to be able to. And so when you can't, it's kind of like a slight on Christians just being protected in this little box as we've been coming up, because it's like. We just think if we don't deal with it, if we just don't do it, then it's not going to be a struggle. It's not going to be something that we may have a problem with, that we have questions about, that we're inquisitive about, that we'll have to talk to our children about, that we'll have to sit down and talk to our husband about or talk to our wives about. We just think, let's not talk about it, sweep it under the rug, you know, um, that's dirty, let's not talk about it. And that is just not okay. It's like when bills keep coming, if you just keep throwing them in the drawer, they're not going nowhere. You still owe the bills. So you're still going to be uncomfortable. You're still going to have these thoughts um, when it comes to having sex with your husband or having sex with your wife. And I really wanted to talk about this because I know that I grew up in the church and I heard the same rhetoric. So as I was listening to um, the Love Hour podcast, I was just like, dang, like this is so real. It's so real because... If you were someone who stayed on the straight and narrow, like you were afraid to do almost anything. You were afraid to cuss. You're afraid to drink. You're afraid to go out. You're afraid to it, anything. And if you did slip up, you felt so much conviction and shame. And 
I don't think a Christian being a Christian is about feeling so convicted and ashamed when you do something. Um, you know, we talk about the birds and the bees and Adam and Eve when God was in this, in this garden, you know, looking for Adam, he already knew what they was going to do. So it's not really about you doing the do. It's about what you're going to do when you get caught up in it. What you going to do when God boldly asks you, like, did you do this? Why did you do this? What is going down? You know, the conversations that I have with God is like, you know, um, I'm dealing with this. It's sinful. Or I feel like tempted or I feel like guilty about thinking about this. Can you help me sort through these thoughts? Because I understand that I've been told, I've been conditioned to believe this is a sin. Can you show me or reveal to me, is this a sin? How do I protect myself against this? Or reveal to me, is it just the the very end of it that if I get to this part, it's a sin, but all these other things are things that I can do to keep it from getting, you know what I'm saying? And it, it just, the conversation works with a lot of other things. I like to keep my stuff kind of PG. That's why I'm not on here saying all of the everything, but it just is kind of funny to me that, you know, we're supposed to be like the hospital. The church is supposed to be like the hospital and Christians are supposed to be the ones that are so forgiving and, and understanding and, you know, all these things. And it's like, we just don't be like that because we just feel like we're just going to cut this off. We're just not going to think about this. And it's kind of the same thing in schools, right? They talk about periods, menstrual cycles, um, puberty, adolescence, STDs, but they don't talk about, I mean, they could be now, but they don't talk about the enjoyment of sex and how easy it is. Oh, excuse me. How easy it is to be that one, to end up in a situation where you're with a guy and you really like him and then y'all do the do and then he's gone and then part of you is still with him. They don't really talk about that. And I kind of want to, I want to talk about kids. I want to talk about, you know, the single woman as far as young adult, 18 to about 25. I want to talk about all these experiences because they are experiences that I have. Um, And I just want us to just be better equipped for things that happen in life the way that I was not. All right. When I got out into the world, it was just like a kid who loves candy being released out into the, the Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. All right. So I just really want us to understand that sending our kids out or cousins or nephews or nieces or anyone out with this, this mindset that if I just protect myself and say, no, 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 it's bad. I'm not going to do it. And then when I do do it, because that's why so many people, um, get pregnant, honestly, because you're, I always say, honestly, because you're told not to do something and then you go out and do it and you're not protected. You don't think about, you know, cause you have not been told what to do if you do it. So you just go out and do it unprotected and you could potentially catch something or you end up pregnant. The person is gone. You don't really know them. And it's just like a vicious cycle. Right. And so because we have not been equipped or I mean, sometimes you get pregnant and you know exactly what you're doing. You have been equipped. I'm not giving anyone an excuse. I'm just saying that most times 
we have not been equipped because we've been told no, 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 no. No one has said, if this does happen, just in case of an emergency, then this. Okay, we're going to pick this back up next week where we dive into like a part two and then maybe there'll be a part three and a four, five, six. You never know. But we need to talk about this stuff because, you know, it's real. All right. So that's been your episode for this week. Make sure you subscribe, download, follow, share, like, love, all of the things. And I'll see you guys next week on this crazy, 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 crazy podcast, hashtag JTFIO, or just trying to figure it out. I'm Camera Ray. This is Camera Music TV. I'll see you guys next time.